Hey family, in this video, we're going to be talking about three key phrases you must speak on your, over yourself every day to ensure that you find the wealth in yourself and for you to really attract the wealth you desire to attract in your life. But before we get into that, let's go over a couple of scriptures. Ah, I didn't have my scriptures. I'm going to go ahead and share or present. I just got off a, a group coaching call in one of my coaching programs, and we and one of these verses hit a nerve. And for those preachers out there, you know what that nerve means. It hits something, and the Holy Spirit said, oh, man, you got to take it to the tube. Take it to the tube and encourage my people about the importance of speaking these three phrases. You can, you will, and you must over the life. So let me pull up three scriptures that got the juices flowing, the anointing flowing through, and I'm going to show you the exact... Um, Presentation. Let me make sure I can y'all can see this. Give me one second. I probably should have went over this before. There we go. So here are three scriptures that that really spark this for you all, and 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 it really gives a lot of depth to them. A lot of these scriptures we already know, but I don't really think that we really know them in context of of what I want to share today in regards to you can, you will, and you must. Now, Philippians 4.13, we all know this scripture. It says, I can do all things through him or through Christ who strengthens. Let's take time to break that down. I. Before I can get to can, I got to look at I. I got to look my eye, eye to eye. You have to look at yourself and really begin to examine that individual. How are you doing? What are you doing? How are you doing it? Will you do it? How are you doing? When you begin to investigate that I, you can't get to the can. Most of us, we, have a, uh, uh, we haven't given us the I in a while, the I of accountability, the I of belief. We, we haven't really talked to the individual. I was talking to the group coaching program. We talked about how conversations with your future you causes you to become your future you. You got to begin to have great conversations with your video. I told my class today, I said, every night before you go to bed, you must visualize. You must visualize your future you. If not, you won't become that version of you. And the reason why this is so important is because a lot of us are so busy helping others that we haven't taken the time to help ourselves. So before I can get to can, I got to look at I. It then says, I can. I can is a mentality. I can says, I actually have the capabilities. I can. So when you begin to understand that, that you begin, once you begin to change your verbiage from I can't to I can, remove the T because he was already on the cross like a T. Remove that T because that, that's over with. Because he was on a cross, he removed the I can't. Because he died on that tree, he died on that tea, so that you can. You can write that book. The thing about I can that's dangerous because is that most people, they know they can, but they want. We'll get to I will and I must in a minute. It says, I can do. What can you do? What does he want you to do? Do is important. I can do what it takes to become a to to be a better husband. I can do husband. I can husband. I can father. I can teach. I can write. There was a time in my life where I was afraid of all those three. I was like, oh, I can't be a good husband. I can't be a good father. Like there was a lot of insecurities that made me believe that I couldn't. 
that I can't, but I can do those things. You can be an amazing husband and an amazing father and a wealthy entrepreneur all at the same time. You can be an amazing woman, an amazing mother, an amazing wife, and an executive. You can. You can be uh, all three, all four harmoniously connected. You can. And a lot of people, they're great professionally, but they they have some I can'ts personally. They have some I can'ts relationally. They have some I can'ts generationally. And a lot of high professionally professional people, they're great in the I cans in those areas. And everybody has those areas of that they're really strong in the I cans. But you can do all of them. God wants us to be successful in every area. So I can do. I can be an amazing husband. I can be. But just because I can doesn't mean I will. Let's keep going. It says I can do all things. Let's stop at all things there. Most people look at this scripture and they get their feelings hurt because they can't do all things. I can't be a woman. I, I, no matter how bad I want to be it, I can't be a woman. I cannot be a mother. No matter how much I try to, if I try to be a mother, I'll just be a smother. I'll just be smothering all these mothering techniques, but don't can't quite be a mother. There's a lot of things we can't. So this scripture is not saying that you literally can do all things. The all things there is all of the things God has called you to do. So if I try to be an accountant, if I try to be an NBA player, if I try to be anything else, even though I can, doesn't mean I should. So what are those things, those all things you're doing that God never ordered for you to do? That means I got to get rid of some of those things. That means I got to say, hey, those things are not for me. I cannot be uh, uh, all things to another woman. My wife will slap the mess out of me. I can't be all things to all children. I can't. I wasn't called to them. I wasn't called to them women. I was, so when you look at all things, the reason why we're burnt out and we can't earn out it's because we're trying to do all the things that we shouldn't. How many of us are I cans are in things that we shouldn't? How many of us are doing so many good things in the wrong areas with the wrong people, draining your energy? I can do all things through whom? Christ. Through him. Not them, not yourself. You cannot, you cannot be the husband God wants you to be in your own strength. You cannot be the wife that God wants you to be in your own strength. Do you know, because of the fall, we cannot be able to function in levels, high levels of anything without God. There's a lot of people that are amazing at certain things, but it, they can't be amazing at all things because they don't have all of God in them. It is only through the Holy Spirit, if any man be in Christ, he or she is a new creature. New. That means you new, new, new. That means you are superhuman now. That means you have a higher intelligence. That means you have a higher support system. You have a higher level of frequency operating in you. Now you're able to be husband, father, entrepreneur, community member. Now you're able to be a wife, a, a mother, and and a uh, and an executive or entrepreneur. Now you're able to to do all these things. Now you're able to write those books. Now you're able you're able to do so much because God came through on the clutch.
It is only through his strength that you can handle all of those things. I can do all things. All things sometimes happens all at once. Do you know there are certain rooms that I'm in that I'm I'm both I'm 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 a husband, I'm a brother, I'm an uncle. At my daughter's birthday, at my daughter's birthday, when she turned one, we had all all of our close knit family there. Uh, my mom was there, my dad was there, my wife's mom was there, my nieces were there, my nephew was there, my brothers was there, my sisters were there. Um, so many people was there, and in one room. I had to be a husband. I had to be a father. I had to be a son. I had to be a brother. I had to be an uncle. Now, as the host, I had to manage. There was times where all of my sisters and brothers were talking to me at once. There was a time where I was outside with my mom. There was a time where I was outside with my dad. There was a time where my wife, when we went upstairs and downstairs in the kitchen, there was a time where, so what I'm saying is without him, I couldn't be a pillar in three families. So all those things sometimes can happen all at once. And you need God's strength to come back from, to come away from a job that you're tired from. You need God's strength to still play with your kids. They still listen to your wife. Do you know how much I pour at my job? And, and sometimes about the time I lay my head down for the night after my, my wife is done, whatever she needs from me and, and my daughter is asleep. I look at my, how in the world was I able to do all those things all today? <laughs> how was it? Because when I be driving home, sometimes I be tired, but I know that my first ministry is ready to be ministered to. <laughs> all those counseling sessions with the students at school and some of the staff members that need counseling sometimes. Oh, no, the sermons I have to preach and the church stuff I had to do. I had to be, I just had a, I had a 16 hour day yesterday. I had to. I work at church some at right after work. I had two counseling sessions after school and then went to go um, uh, 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 help out at my church and then had to drive home and help my wife what she needed and, and then play with my daughter for 30, 45 minutes. And I'm still on the live today. <laughs> Man, it's only through his strength. Very important we understand that I can do all the things that he wants me to do through him who strengthens me. Sometimes you got to say that prayer to God, Lord, strengthen me. Because you know what will weaken you even more when you don't do all the things you're supposed to do? See, I have to be a husband. My wife should not get left over. So I have to pray sometimes on the way home. Lord, I need your strength today because I don't know what she wants to talk about. And I have to listen because if I don't listen, she'll go missing. If I don't pay that bill, bill will. <laughs> so I have to. It's a must. It's a must. When my daughter wants to roll, I remember there was times I told all the basketball players in my school, they missed the ass, you hooping on with us today? What time y'all hooping? Round six, can't. That hurt. As a hooper, you know, giving these kids buckets is a joy of mine. And for me to be able to tell them students, man, yo, I, I can't. Why? Because it became a part of my life where if I kept hooping at night, that means I would leave. I leave early. So when my daughter wakes up, I'm not there. And when she doesn't come home, when I come when I come home late, she sleeps, she'll never see me. She needs to see me as often as she needs to see me. Because there was a time where I felt like I was a stranger to my daughter. So I had to sacrifice basketball. 
so I can be able to do all the things I'm supposed to do. Basketball's not all the things I need to do. I don't basketball doesn't like there's certain things in our lives that we don't have to give all our all to. There's some things we need to stall in and not give our all in. Sometimes we're trying to ball in the places that we shouldn't even be really balling in. Some things we need to just be like, you know what? In order for God, in order for you to call in, you got to give your all in and the things that will really help your purpose be called in. The next scripture that we really labored on, I love Romans 8, 37. And it says, and um, finished Philippians, it says, through him who strengthens me. So we already talked about that. Romans 8, 37 is a key scripture. It says, no, in all these things, all things, again, all these things, we are what? More than conquerors through him. Here we go. Through him. We see all things and we see through him who loved us. Knowing that God loves me, knowing that God will strengthen me is a big deal for me. It's a big deal. It says in all these things, what I told my students was in all these things. As a husband, I'm more than a conqueror. Do you know when it says more than a conqueror, that means out of all the great conquerors in the world that ever existed. Whoever conquered in the NFL last year and won, whoever conquered in the NBA and won, whoever conquered in a UFC and who's number one, out of all the people who conquered, we're more than them. Out of all the generals and soldiers that conquered and, and nations that conquered, no matter who all conquered in Christ, we are more than conquerors. Conquering should be easy for the believer. I don't think we understand that. Conquering should be easy for us because we already won. We're just trying to mimic what already happened. So we're trying to we're trying to match earth with eternity. So if if we've won eternally, then all we do down here is win. <laughs> like conquering that temptation should be easy. Conquering that test should be easy. Conquering uh, 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 the ops on your job should be easy. Conquering because all you got to do is show up. It reminds me of the four lepers. The four lepers was in a very dark place in life. They were about to die. Imagine being leopard and then you got all these wounds and sores on you and you hungry. You not, not only are you a leopard, but you're starving. One of the guys says, shall we sit here till we die? One guy said, man, listen, I'd rather die going towards food than dying not having food. Because they began and they understood there was an army or a camp of people that had food and shelter and all these different things and resources. And they said, man, hey, let's go see if they'll feed us. Let's go see uh, uh, that they'll take care of us. One guy, maybe another guy was like, yo, fam, they ain't going to kill us. He went, man, listen, I'd rather, I'd rather go and see and die then a die and never has seen. So the guy said, all right, man, all right, Tom, let's go. So they all started walking. And as they was walking in the direction of, of, of the armies and food, God amplified they for their, their footsteps. So if there was four guys, that mean there was 12 feet. Hold on, whoa, 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 16 feet. That sounded crazy out here. My math sounded a little shaky. Two, four, six, hold on, eight. Oh, the angels. I was counting angels' feet too. So let me let me minus the angels' feet. <laughs> Two, four, six. So it was eight feet. <laughs> Hold on, I got 16 and 12. Coach Ty, let me get through this. 
as those eight feet was walking towards these these armies, right? Their feet had the sound of defeat. <laughs> their feet had sounds of defeat for their army. They started, it sounded, God amplified those eight foots and those other guys were on foot, gone. All they had to do was show up. If one could put a thousand to flight, two can put 10,000. All you gotta do is show up. All you gotta do is show up. You show up, God shows out. Oh, hit him. We got another one. Oh, half the battle is you showing up. The other half is God showing out. What does God want to show out through you? To your daughter, to your son, to your husband, to your wife, to your audience, to your people. But if you don't show up and conquer the insecurities, that's easy. Conquer the anxiety, that should be easy. Conquer it just by show, showing up conquers about 80%. Showing up conquers a lot. Going live conquers a lot. Writing a book conquers a lot. It conquers the insecurities. It conquers the imposter syndrome. It conquers the anxiety. It conquers the self-doubt. It conquers all those different things. And the Bible says here, Knowing all these things, all the things that you were called to do, you are more than a conqueror to do it because he loved you. Man, there's kids in my school. Just by, man, my kids, every, they be like, man, they, they, every time they leave my class, I love y'all. Man, them kids love me. <laughs> and and they'll, they'll be like, Mr. says, I'm sorry. I got, they'll, they, so when people know that they're loved genuinely, they'll respond quickly. Oh, Miss says, I got you. You need, oh, got you. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So when you know that you're loved, you will outperform. You will, you will be, you will show up and you'll conquer. You'll be surprised what all falls because you fell through, that you came through. And all these things, husbandhood, wifehood, manhood, womanhood, parenting, entrepreneurship, executiveship, whatever it is, partnerships, wealth management, whatever it is, you can do all that. You can conquer the, the things that's trying to halt harmony between all areas. God wants us holistically successful. Next, Psalms 118. So these are some verses that I shared in my group coaching class um, in Resilient in our fulfillment classes. But, but this verse, man, they're simple. But if you don't take time to break them down, you're not going to really find the, the depths of them. We ain't really labored long enough on these verses to really see what the verses are saying. Psalms 18, 118, 24, we all said, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. That verse was for other parts of the lesson, but same, same thing. That there, this is the day that the Lord has made. You can do everything in this day. But you can't do everything. You can't do all the things. In the day that the Lord has made, if you're not ready to rejoice and be glad in it. See, so many of us, we sad, bad, or mad in our days more than we're glad in it. We're sad in it. In most of our days, we're sad in it, bad in it, or mad in it, but we're not glad in it. Let's talk about it a little bit more. In most of our days, typically, for a lot of people, instead of us being glad in it, we're sad in it, mad in it, or bad in it. But when you rejoice and you count everything as joy, man, you will become you will become someone that can actually deploy, be deployed 
because you enjoyed God that morning. You enjoy God every day. And now when you're deployed and you're standing as a husband, you're full of joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. When you have the joy of the Lord, you're strengthened. You're able to be lengthened. That means you're able to have a, a, a resilience because you're strengthened. You're long suffering now. This is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice. I don't care if your husband got on your nerves, your wife got on your nerves. Joy. Write down all the good things you love about your husband or your wife. Get over that so you can be able to, to do what you got to do. Your children come on with a D or F, man. Get, shake that off, man. Ain't nobody going to be perfect. Ask your child, why did you get a D for real? How's home? Some of y'all, some of y'all parents, y'all kids come with bad grades because you a bad graded parent. If your kids were to grade you, you would have a D and an F too. Because now you're causing the frustration. You causing anxiety. You causing your kids. You ain't creating an environment that's supportive, that's loving. You don't know what type of peer pressure. I work with kids. Some of these kids, their grades are a reflection of, of rejection and not protection. Because if we truly protected our kids, they'll outperform. And some kids are not made for the school system. So you're mad at your creative child. There's no wonder she's getting C's and D's. She's a creative. <laughs> she don't got time to be looking at them books. She's trying to, she's trying to create a business. She's trying to create. So if you begin to support her other areas, then she'll grow in every area. Kind of get on this soapbox, but I'll, I'll digress. Now, let's get to my points on the three phrases we must say over ourselves so that we can see wealth in every area of our lives. All right. So the two, the three phrases are you can. You will and you must. Now, you must be asking, why did you put you and not I? No, sometimes we have to just change our messaging over ourselves. And instead of just saying, I can, I will, and I must, that's cool. We can do that. But sometimes you got to look yourself in the mirror and say, no, you can. You will. You must. Now, I want you to get a sheet of paper. I, wanna, I want you to write down every position you hold get a sheet of paper you can pause this video if you need to go get a sheet of paper get your phone write down everything you are so for instance i give myself an example right now i am a man okay i am a husband i'm a father i'm a brother i'm a son i'm so many things right teacher all that i am these things. Then I want you to follow with me through these three phrases so that you can better understand why you must execute at a high level in these areas or endeavor to go higher. We're not saying that you're going to go from here to here tomorrow, We, but this is higher. I don't care if you go this high. That's higher than yesterday. The goal is to get you higher so that you get to your highest peak performance is where we're trying to get to in every area. Uh, harmoniously connected to the one who's in harmony. I also talked about this in my program. We talked about how, uh, we talked about community. We talked about the five uh, things we must do to sustain, uh, to obtain, to attain and sustain a victorious and positive mindset. And one of the things is community. We talked about how <clears throat> that the reason why we're bad in communities is because we skipped communities. We, if we're not in harmony with God who's in harmony, so God is three in one, right? All of him is in harmony. 
The son is not doing something different than the father. The father not doing that different than the son. The Holy Ghost ain't doing that different. They're in harmony. That's why God doesn't need a relationship with us because he already has a relationship with himself. That's a principle. Because aren't we also three in one? Spirit, soul, and body. So what he's saying is, I don't need y'all. I want y'all. Need means I need you. So God doesn't need me to do this video. Uh, I need to do this video. I, he don't need it, right? Right? But because God is in harmony with himself, right? It should inspire us to be in harmony with ourselves. And then we can harmoniously find our per place in purpose and be in harmony with them. So for instance, because God is in harmony with himself and I jump into that mix, now I become in harmony with myself. My spirit, soul, and body rocking with each other. My body's like, yeah, we don't do that no more. My soul, like, we don't feel like that no more. Because the spirit man is, is, is in tune and synced and the Holy Spirit leading it. Now that I'm in harmony with myself, now I could be in harmony with my wife, who's in harmony with herself, who's also in harmony with God. Then little Hannah goes to train her up to be in harmony, but she's not going to find her harmony if we're out of tune. All of us have to be a symphony. How does your life sound when you're around? I don't want my, my life to only have one instrument fine-tuned. I don't want my professional life to be sounding sweet. I don't want my professional life being a piano and it sounds great. But my marriage, which is drums, sounds out of sync. Then I don't want my fatherhood sound like some trumpets with a person who know how to play trumpets. So whether you like orchestra or you like a band, I want you to think of your life and see how you sound. Every area of your life has to be harmoniously in tune. So when you got your marriage, which is a which is a piano, or you have your parenting, which is the drums, or you have your professional life, which is the guitar, when they come into a room, the spiritual world will be like, oh man, we can't we can't mess with him because he sound too good. Woo we can't mess with her because she sound too good. She's in sync. See, people on your job cannot hear your marriage. People on your job can't hear how you parent. I see a bunch of people in my church who I counsel their kids. And what they kids tell me don't match what I see on Sunday. Right? So a lot of people, when they walk in places, they seem like they're in sync. But the spiritual world can really hear how you sound. Oh, you hear that marriage coming in with the drums? Oh, man. Him and his wife. He getting it. Sounds good. Then. When your kids come around, dun, 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 them trumpets sound good. Them kids, you know, kids be wah, wah. But the trumpets sound, oh, he sound good as a father. Oh. And then you get on that YouTube, you get in your purpose, guitar going. Everything sounds good. And the lyrics, the messaging of your life, I can, I will, I must. Everything sounds in sync. How do you sound? I don't care if you got the cello, bass in your orchestra. I don't care what instrumentation you have. How does it all sound when it comes together? We'll talk about that in another video. All right, let's get to this. You can. Let's talk about what you can emphasize. This phrase emphasizes that you have right now, you have the capability and potential to accomplish your objectives. 
It encourages self-belief and confidence in your abilities. So right now you can be the husband if you let God strengthen you. If you know that you're his beloved, you can. You can be an amazing husband. I mean, you will. We all have the potential to be great in everything we hold. I have the potential to be uh, an amazing husband. I have the potential to be one of the top fathers, top husbands. I have the potential to be in my generation. I have the, top, I have the opportunity to be um, so many great things, a great orator. I, I have that potential, but that doesn't mean I will. You can't just stop at you can. You can is mentality. You first off, you got to do some mental work. You got to get say, oh, no, I can do this. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Most, most like, like, bro, like mentality has to be most definitely. I can do that. Most definitely. I re, my, like most definitely. So when they call me, but like, I need you to speak most definitely. My wife says, can you do this for me? Most definitely. Daughter, she ain't saying that right now. But when she roll over and she want to be tickled, most definitely. <laughs> you need this by two. Most definitely. I'm here to tap into my full potential. That's the mentality. You can. Oh, yeah, I can. Yeah. I have the capabilities. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. So it's you can encourage your self-belief that I can do this. Yeah. If God told you that you can that you can talk to the masses, you can. If God says you can, you can. I remember when my man, listen, I've been there. When God said told me to write the book for the first time, we all had those first times when we sensed God. When God was like, when he said Josh at 19, uh was it 19 or 20? I think it was in between 19 and 20. He was like, uh, I need you to write a book. Not need. I want you to write a book. Who's going? Who's 2009? God, who's going? <laughs> you can. Now I'm 10 books later. Remember when he first came to me at 24, 20, not 24, Lord, 21 years old, talking about, yo, YouTube came out. He was like, man, go go do some videos. Man, God, for real. you can, son. But I stutter, Lord. So, <laughs> actually, if you stutter, it actually gives me more glory. <laughs> because people are going to be like, how can this person eloquently speak when he's stuttering as he speaks, Right? So we've all been there, but you got to shift that mindset from I can't or you can't. No matter who says you can't do what, you can. You will. Here we go. You will do this. Here we go. You got to talk. You got to get in your face and be like, yo, fam, you will do this. You will be an amazing husband. You will be an amazing wife. You will make a lot of money and impact the world without compromising your family and your walk with God. You will be a man of God that's able to, to do great things, great exploits for me. You will. This phrase signifies a strong determination and commitment to achieving your goals. It implies that you are not just capable. Here we go. You're not just capable, but you are also resolute or determined in taking the necessary action to make it happen. So you will says, I have made a decision that I will. I will is a big thing. Be very careful. I will be faithful. Oh, that's going to be a lot of discipline with that. <clears throat> That's, that's on the scene or on the screen. You got to be faithful. Faithfulness ain't proven on what you do in front of your significant other. Faithfulness is proven when they don't have a clue. That's where the true measure of your faithfulness is felt. Because you can you can have a sound of marriage, but 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 when you get off rhythm and you start beating on other drums, you get what I'm saying. So you got to say, no, I will. I, I, I am. I have determined. I have made a decision that I will do 
this. Like, I had to make some sacrifice. I will be in my daughter's life, period. I made a decision. I cut basketball off for a long period of time. I had to I had to uh, go down to the level of treadmill. Do you know how it sucks, how much it sucks to get your cardio from a treadmill and some hilt workouts, looking crazy, doing jumping jacks in the living room and, and stuff, you know, moving around and stuff, you know, sweating like that? Hooping is for me, man. Hooping is my cardio. But I had to sacrifice because I will be in her life. I will be present. Now my daughter, she can't get her. She can't stay off me now. But what if I was never there? I would just be a stranger. You must. Here we go. This is where I wanted to get to. I'm going to answer a couple of questions. I'm going to go. You must. This phrase carries a sense of urgency and necessity. It signifies a compelling need or obligation to pursue your goals. It implies that the task is not optional. Mm. And you have and you have a responsibility to follow what? Through. I must be an amazing husband. Why? For legacy purposes. I must be an amazing father for legacy. There's four stages you got to assess for holistic for holistic holistic success. You got to think personal, you got to think relational, you got to think generational and then professional. The generational aspect is key. I'm not playing for short-term gain. I'm playing for long-term gain. I don't want to have a hot and good marriage for 5 years and then divorce. I want them 50 pieces. I want 50 years. I want them. I, I don't want to die off on my daughter. I want to be there and she be like, man, this man don't go nowhere. <laughs> this man is old as dirt. And this man here, I must make some changes. I must. Or my life will be musty. <laughs> this phrase carries. Do you know words? There's no hollow words. Each word's. Phrases carry weight. Must is a heavy word. Why is a heavy word. Short words, but they heavy. This phrase carries a sense of urgency. A lot of us are not, are not urgent enough. That's why we in urgency. You have to be urgent so you don't have to worry about the emergency. See, urgency eliminates emergency. Holy Ghost, you teach him, my boy. Hold on, you ain't my boy. With all due respect, my apologies for that. But you cooking. <laughs> Holy Spirit, you was cooking. If you want to avoid emergencies, then you have to create urgencies. I don't want no emergencies in my marriage. I have already adopted urgencies of my marriage. I don't want to find out and have to deal with emergencies with my daughter because I've already created urgencies with my daughter. I don't want to create emergencies because I didn't have urgencies. Right? To, in order for me to avoid emergencies, I must emerge. I must grow. I must emerge in urgencies. After emerge, I got to understand that this is urgent. Not going to play basketball is urgent. 
because I refuse for her to wake up and I'm not there and go to sleep and I'm not there. And then about time, psychologically, she has this, who's my father? In order to avoid emergencies, I have to emerge in urgencies. I have to feel the emergency, which will then make it urgency, so I don't have to worry about seeing emergencies. I don't got to worry about divorce papers sliding across, and now here's an emergency. My daughter picking different lifestyles and, and going crazy, and I live because I didn't make it urgent. It's a must. Because when you play for eternity, you will succeed in this earthly realm. The phrase, this phrase carries a sense of urgency and necessity. Like it needs to get done now. There are certain things like when you look at the dashboard of your car, you will we'll see like the uh, low tire sign, warning sign. We see all these different warning signs that if we would have made it a necessity and dealt with it earlier, it wouldn't have cost as much as us ignoring it. Now, what turned into just unplugging it or or fixing it, whatever, now turns into uh, uh, two tires blown or two uh, out of alignment. All this kind of stuff happens because we avoid. Warning signs come up. Anytime I notice any type of warning sign of my wife, ah, let's get that fixed. No, no, mm -mm. I don't got time for the check engine light to come on now. If I So I've already programmed my mind to quickly pick up any type of clue or any type of spiritual or physical clue and then make the changes immediately, shift immediately because I must get this out of this, out of my life. Out of my, anytime my wife and I have a misunderstanding or whatever, argument, whatever, we got to fix this now because if we let this fluster, we won't have success. And now we're one week away from five years of marriage. It signifies a compelling need, a compelling, it has to be compelling. Compelling, it has to be, okay. Okay, yeah, being there for my wife, my daughter's wedding, that's compelling. Not dying off of my family, that's compelling. That'll make you go to the gym. That'll make you eat right. It signifies a compelling need or obligation to pursue your goals. I have to pursue it. It implies that the task is not optional. You had an option before you had the option. So if you know you're not ready for a wife, don't take that option. If you know you're not ready to be a husband, don't take that option. If you know you're not ready to parent, don't take those options. Don't go to that down that aisle and get you some some um, some condoms and stuff. If you ain't ready, like don't practice the thing that will start a thing that you're not even the person to be able to manage the thing. So don't do the task if you can't manage the result. It implies that the task is not optional. Being a father is not optional. She's here. <laughs> she, she went from I'm she went from Deion Sanders phrases of we coming to now we here or I'm I'm coming and then nine months I had to get ready because she was coming or becoming to be coming out and now she's here. There's no option. I got like like I did what I had to do to make her, then I gotta do what I gotta do to keep her and sustain her and make her into the person she needs to be. And you have a responsibility to follow through. Where's your must? We ain't talking about the arms. Because some of us, we're just not musty there. Our life, our whole life is musty because our Bibles are dusty, right? And because our skills are rusty. 
Right. And so when you begin to really process through these things, you're like, what am I? What is my responsibility? Do I have the ability to respond? If not, do not respond. If you do not have the ability to respond to the needs of a wife, do not respond. If you do not have the ability to respond to the needs of a husband, do not respond. If you don't have the ability to respond to the needs of a children, don't respond. Don't respond to the temptations to beckon you into places that you're not prepared for. So these three phrases, my friend, are very key. You can, you will, and you must. And when you begin to say those things over your life and change your messaging, then you have a different outcome. So I hope this uh, message was a blessing to you. It says, I put this here, they serve, these three phrases serve as a powerful reminder of the potential for success when combined with belief, determination, and action. Answer a couple of questions. I didn't, I didn't expect to go that long. But obviously the Holy Ghost did. So I won't be able to answer all questions because I just had a long day. And I had a couple of sessions today and I had my class today. And so I just want to be a good steward of my energy because I got to be all things to them as well. Uh, you're so welcome, Harriet. Hope you're doing well, Harriet. Joshua Ezzy, God has opened my eyes to certain topics and people of the world. Amen. God is faithful, but it's so controversial. God's going to, it don't matter how controversial it is. God will cover you as long as you're obedient. Andre says, hey, coach, there is a woman who I met. I'm pretty sure is my person. It's to the point to where I can't believe how much this person ticks off every box. She really inspires me to become a better man uh, of God. I definitely get the feeling of a mutual attraction, but it seems that every time I try to move things forward, something gets in the way. I'm, I'm taking this as God just wanted me to be patient, but maybe, never mind, I don't want to speak my doubts out loud. Great. So, yeah, man, uh, there was plenty of parts in my pursuit of my wife where there were some of those moments, right? Where, where she checked off every box and, and, and that she really inspired me uh, to become a better man. And, and, and there, there was mutual attraction, right? And, and, and it seemed like there was time to move forward. Now, one thing that I realized in me and my wife's courtship was we were, we were, it was God's timing for us to meet, but it wasn't God's timing for us to marry. Big difference. See, you have to meet the one before you marry the one. And, and there may be another journey after meet that is similar to the journey before you met, right? And so when you understand that, you will be patient with God. And you will begin to let God begin to reveal because sometimes a lot of us were in these situations with people that we're compatible with, but they never were meant to be our companion. And sometimes time, based upon our willingness to obey, listen, whatever, some things have to unfold so that you don't fold, right? And some things have to reveal themselves to, pre to prepare you if the person is the one so that you and guys can be at a financial place be at a, a maturity place in all areas to be able to marry. You may have been mature enough to meet, but y'all not ready to be married because there's still something that needs to be ironed out. Same thing with me and my wife. We were we met in 2011 or 12, 2011 or 12, but we didn't marry until 2018. 18, 19, 18, yeah. So what I'm saying is, is that it took us five years in between the met and meet, the met and the uh, met and married. But we'll tell you to this day, if we would have got married two years sooner than some of the things we learned in those two years, the latter two years, man, where would we be today? So you just be patient, my friend. That's right. Uh, uh, keep it in prayer. Ask God if this person, if this is my person, yeah, you may say it's your person. 
But what has God said about the person? And, and now that you're having these little delays, it may be time for you to really talk to God and be like, God, really show me within the next two weeks with resounding evidence that she's not it. But when you say that prayer, God can reveal it and you still ignore it. So when you pray, you got to be, God also help me to be strong enough to walk away from something that's not yours. That's not from you, God. Because God has revealed a lot of stuff, but we just still ignore it. The world, a lot of people in the world today clearly see the sunrise and the moon and the stars and the trees and the grass and still are atheists. Doesn't make sense. That's why God don't be playing peekaboo with us talking about, hey, I'm God. That's an insecurity. If God had to show himself all the time, that's insecure. His body of work shows he is who he is. So when you let your body of work speak and still ignore it, <clears throat> that's on them. This is one powerful prayer. That, oh, y'all talk. Okay. Make sure you are living righteously in God. Yeah, there we go. Y'all yeah, <clears throat> Excuse me. You want Thank you. But honestly, that's not really my question. It's more about the waiting in his. Okay, good. So you already are sure that that person's the right one, right? Uh, wrong time or thing with God is right. It's the right person. Wrong timing a thing with God. Yeah, the right time to meet, but the wrong time to get married. Big difference. So you got to be okay with the meeting. Well, that's it. Uh, okay, y'all talking back for love y'all. Thank y'all so much for trusting me for your time. I pray this message was a blessing to you. Um, check out the links in my description box below. So many great things down there. Check out the books, card games. I'll go through them a little bit. Um, see if I got the energy to it. Multi-purpose. If there's a book that you're looking to help you uh, find purpose in life and, and to really take it to the next level, how to find and fulfill your purpose in life, all that's there. If you're struggling with soul ties or strongholds, this book, The Purpose of Freedom, will be a great resource for you. If you're looking at a situation right now, you don't know if that's God's counterpart or the devil's counterfeit, and you feel like you're in some fits right now trying to figure it out, then this book, Counterfeit a Counterpart, would be a great resource for you. If you struggle with your feelings, but you need a good tool or resource to help you process your feelings so that you can get back fulfilling your purpose, this book, Facts Over Feelings, would be a great book for you. If you're an individual that wants to hold the things in your life better, this is part two of the next book I'm going to show you. But if you want to want to understand wholeness so you can hold this or that well for a long period of time, this book, The Holding Journal, would be a great resource for you. If you're struggling with the purpose of your singleness, uh, and you really want to find it and maximize it so that you can enjoy the purposes of mingleness, then my friend, this book, The Purpose Singles, will be a great resource for you. If you're in a dating relationship right now or single or dating, or you marry someone and you really want to amplify and, and really have the right questions to either end the relationship or extend it, or if you're single, prepare, have your non-negotiables ready, or if you marry and just want to rekindle the fire in it, this book, Dating Prep, will be a great resource for you. If you're struggling, if you have a young person that you really want them to start early, their art and their purpose in life, these are uh, my uh, my wife and I create these cartoon characters and and this book will be a great resource for them. If you're struggling with spiritual warfare, you want to better understand the whole armor of God and how to war well. Then this book right here will be a great resource for you. We also have T-shirts, merch all on our website as well. And um, also we got coaching programs, group coaching. We have to post uh, a lot of uh, testimonials. If you're really at a place right now where you want to go from being mentally cluttered to mentally clear. And you really want to become resilient in your mind to navigate and to be able to be resilient in any situation, having a mindset that's an asset and not a liability. Then I have a program called Resilient for You, Mindset Mastery. Also, if you're a person says, hey, man, I'm a highly successful person, coach. I'm a, I'm a highly successful entrepreneur. 
highly successful executive, athlete, artist, whatever it is. But coach, man, personally, I'm struggling. Spiritually, I'm not right with God. Emotionally, I'm all over the place. I even got some addictions. Coach, mentally, I'm just ah, struggling. Also, coach, my wife, my children, my husband. I'm not the husband or wife I need to be. I'm not the father that I need to be for them. Uh, generationally, I'm not ready for legacy. I don't know if I'll have anything to leave them but just money. But I know it takes a lot more to leave them. If you feel like you're out of harmony in other areas, but you just like, man, coach, but I'm successful. But you're not holistically, holistically successful. And check out my program, Holistic Success, man. It will help you find harmony in every area so that you can do all things through him who strengthens you. If that resonates with you and you're like, man, I need that extra coaching, then check out my programs. Link in the description box below. Just simply go to mycoachjosh.com forward slash coaching programs. Look through those programs, see what you like, and see how I can help you. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. I'll catch y'all next time. God bless you. Y'all have a blessed one. Peace.